I'm Dr. Marianne Sintron, founder of Step-by-Step -Step Dyslexia Solutions. I'm so glad you joined us today. Welcome to Dyslexia Solutions. This is a program where we interview adults that have dyslexia, parents of dyslexic children, and also teachers of dyslexic children. And the purpose of this podcast is to empower you with knowledge, to inform you about current situations in the world regarding dyslexia, and we're also looking for sponsors because we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization and we write grants to help pay the tuition for tutors and to help pay the tuition for kids to get intervention. So I equip heroic teachers and parents with an effective literacy program to remediate dyslexia so we can close the achievement gap, stop the school to prison pipeline and prepare our kids for success in school and in life. I'm an author, I'm a curriculum developer, and I'm an app developer, and I'm also a podcast host, and I'm so excited to introduce to you a very special guest. This is a person I just met at the International Dyslexia um, meeting that we had for Dyslexia Awareness Month in October, and this is a gal who actually won the title of Miss Yosemite, and now she's the contestant for Miss California, and she is going to school to study being a veterinarian. Well, she's looking to go to school to be a veterinarian, and I'm so excited for you to meet Christina Becker. So come on out, Christina. Hi, everyone. <laughs> it's so great to have you tonight. And Thank you so I, much for having me. I want to start with you sharing with the audience a little bit about your background before I get into my questions. So uh, my name is Christina Becker. I'm a local title holder with the Miss America organization. So I am Miss Yosemite Valley, and I have the honor of competing for the title of Miss California this upcoming June. Um, a little bit more about myself is that um, I am an advocate for uh, those with dyslexia. It is something that I'm extremely passionate about because I'm also a dyslexic myself. Um, and then in my free time, I love to play the piano. I love to draw and paint. And then I'm currently working at the University of California Davis Veterinary Teaching Hospital uh, in the emergency room. And it's very rewarding and it's really allowed me to learn so much about the veterinary uh, field in itself and it's just something that I'm really excited to pursue and currently I'm applying to vet school so waiting to hear back from schools and see where I'll end up. Well I'm sure you'll get in and with your um, <laughs> working right now that's going to really help you. I, I'm going to ask you a big favor. I'm going to start the yeah. program with you sh showing your sash and showing your crown because I know you work so hard for those <laughs> and they're very special. So this is my sash. So Miss Yosemite Valley uh, with the Miss America organization and then my crown. We each get a crown to wear throughout the year. It's a very fun, shiny hat that allows <laughs> everyone to kind of stop and identify us. And it's also really fun when you go into uh, children's hospitals or when you go into schools too, because kids instantly, you instantly have their attention. It's definitely an attention getter. Yes. I, I'm also going to put a plug in. I also was a pageant mom when my daughter won the <laughs> Little Miss Sandimas contest when she was 10 years old. 
and now she's 27. So that was quite a while ago. But I know it's a lot of hard work. And you're a beautiful woman inside and outside, Thank Christina. And Thank you. The first question I'm going to ask you is, um, what got what got you speaking about dyslexia? So I wanted to change the stigma about what it was like to have a learning disability. It does not affect my intelligence, and it does not mean that I'm stupid. For a lot of my childhood, I truly believed that I was not smart and that I would just have to work extremely hard to do well in school. Uh, but it really wasn't until I started speaking about having dyslexia that I realized how it how important it was to tell others about my journey with my neurodiversity. Um, I was actually at a local pageant and I went on stage to introduce myself and I was explaining that my social impact initiative was destigmatizing dyslexia. And so each local pageant has a princess program that's a non-competitive program girls aged 4 to 12 to learn about etiquette, speaking skills, and to have a friendship with a, a big sister contestant. And so once the show was over, a princess came up to me and her mom tells me that she was recently diagnosed with dyslexia mm. and that she would love to be able to talk to me about what it was like to have it. And we instantly connected when she asked me, is school always going to be this hard for me? Mm. That statement just broke my heart because I saw my younger self in her. Uh, I told her that school can be challenging for a lot of people, but it is not going to be impossible. And that she's actually really lucky because she learned about her superpower of dyslexia a lot earlier than I did. And that's actually going to help her see the world in a very unique way and cause her to actually be more successful than her peers. Um, so even though I didn't learn about mine until I was older, I still told her that I was still able to get through school, graduate from university, and am now applying to veterinary school. So it's interactions like this that are so important because it really shows kids that there's someone out there like them. Well, and you know, I love how you call it a superpower because <laughs> we want to let parents know that, um, you know, we weren't born with a reading brain like we were to see and hear, and reading is a man-made thing. We were right. created with all the parts of the brain to connect to read, but we need to teach reading. So um, we want to help build those kids' self-esteem when they're young and, and start early intervention. But also, dyslexic kids are so creative. So Definitely. I want to ask you, what are some of the strengths that you use? Well, you said you have some of your interests musical, and do you want to expound on those a little bit of your creative strengths? Yeah, so um, my creative strengths are definitely the way that I view the world. I think outside of the box. Uh, I will approach situations, even at work, um, that are totally different from a way that my coworker might. And I'm going to come up with an extremely creative solution that no one's thought of yet. And it's actually really brilliant in some ways uh, sometimes. And so... Um, can you give us an really, example of that? Yeah. So there was one time that um, we had a tool that we were using for um, a surgery. And for whatever reason, uh, you had to put in, it was like a, a long pipe, almost like a PVC pipe, because it's working with uh, cows. So all the equipment is very large. <laughs> um, so think of a PVC pipe. 
And so there was a bristle brush that you had to put into the PVC pipe to clean it out. There was something stuck in the PVC pipe. And so where you would put the PVC, the actual like pipe cleaner up into uh, the PVC pipe, it would not feed. And so everyone was sitting there and the doctor was getting frustrated. And I piped up from the back and said, well, if it's not going up, why don't you stick it down the opposite direction and push it down? <laughs> and then it'll, it should feed and push whatever stuck in it out. It worked perfectly. And they were like, that was so smart. Why didn't we think of that? And it's like, exactly. Sometimes you just need a different creative brain to figure out a solution to a problem. What a wonderful um, example. Yeah. But in addition to that, it's also helped me uh, connect to people uh, because I find that a lot of dyslexics really are very empathetic people because we've had to struggle so much with so much, so many things that um, we really can relate to those that are struggling, even if it's not uh, an identical struggle to something that we've gone through. And I feel like that's a very big strength of mine. That's great. And I heard that even today, someone was saying that her husband is dyslexic and that's what it, it developed empathy in him and yeah. compassion for others. Let me yes. ask you, how does the Miss America organization allow you to advocate for dyslexia? The Miss America organization is actually the perfect partner for advocating for dyslexia because throughout our service year as a title holder, we get to pick an organization or a topic that we are passionate about and then we're allowed to advocate about it. Uh, so this allows me to go to schools throughout the state of California. I've been able to speak to principals, uh, advocate on social media, speak with teachers. You can follow me at Miss Yosemite Valley for social media posts. Okay. Um, but it's also allowed me to partner with larger uh, national dyslexia organizations to be able to make an even larger impact throughout the state of California. And so these partnerships include different branches of the International Dyslexia Association, which is how we met, um, dyslexia, dyslexia in adults, and hopefully so many more. Yeah, that's great. And I hope people who are watching this, if they have organizations addressing dyslexia, they'll reach out to you as well and give you a Definitely. lot of exposure. So we I can would all vote for absolutely you. love that. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned that you were diagnosed with dyslexia as an adult. How was your yes. childhood? What did you do to compensate for your dyslexia? And how, how did you get support during school? Well, I found out that I had dyslexia in college. And I just always thought through elementary school and grade school that I was just a terrible speller, that math was just really difficult for me. And directions were a nightmare. Um, <laughs> um, but it really has taught me throughout my childhood to be innovative, creative, resilient, and determined. Because um, all throughout school, I would figure out different methods that worked for me. And it allowed me to not only succeed eventually in the classroom, but to also succeed in life. And uh I actually didn't figure out, like I said, that I was dyslexic until college because I was using different coping mechanisms that I didn't realize were coping mechanisms. Uh, so what I would do, I was on the quarter system. And so all of those classroom times and test exam times are very short. 
they're about 50 minutes long. And so I was running out of time when I was taking my exams. So what I would do is I would make a friend in every class that I was in. (laughs) And when it came for the exam, I would have them sit a couple rows in front of me, not so that I could cheat off of them, but so that I could have them be very dramatic in turning the pages. So that way I was able to keep up with them, engage them and essentially use them as my pacer when I was taking exams. Um, And then when the teacher would say, oh, you've got five minutes left. I'd say, okay, now we're guessing. That method didn't work. (laughs) This was a strategy when you were how old? Uh, When I was 20. Okay, it's Evelyn as an adult, yeah. Yes, so as an adult, I was using that method um, because I was just running out of time. And so it wasn't until I wasn't getting good grades and I was extremely frustrated and was talking to one of my TAs and I was explaining this method and said, well, it's just not working for me. And they looked at me so horrified and said, this is not how you should be taking the exam. Like, clearly you don't know the information. And I said, no, I know the information. Test me on it right now. Let's go over it and I can explain everything to you. And they said, this makes zero sense. You're, you are able to do that. So you need to go and get more time. You need to go to the disability services. And when I did that, the counselor instantly, I told her all of my problems, all of the things I'd struggled with, and instantly was, you're a classic dyslexic. And so then I was able to go um, and get tested and then receive accommodations. And after I received accommodations, oh my gosh, my world changed. <laughs> well, and it's real important that you're bringing that up because we put a lot of emphasis on elementary school and early intervention. But yes. I also do some blogs and have YouTubes for talking about adult dyslexic, uh, d- dyslexic adults and those wanting to go to college wondering, should they go to college and can they go to college? And I talk about they need to be assessed so they can get those accommodations and they can be successful. Yes, so because that- it, the accommodations are not to put you ahead of your peers, they're to catch you up to your peers. So it levels the playing field so that you are starting at the same point as your peers. Because just because it takes me a little bit of extra time to process a question or to double check my numbers to make sure that I don't have anything flipped (laughs) does not mean that I'm not intelligent. Well, that's real exciting. We're going to wrap it up here, and I'm going to ask you, what would your closing statement be, and how can people reach you so we can support you for Miss California? My closing statement would be, if you have dyslexia, oops, you kind of froze. You are intelligent. You yes. are capable. Oh, better? No, you're. we hear okay. you now. So, <clears throat> perfect. So what I would say is that if you have dyslexia, you are capable, you are intelligent. There is so much that you can do and don't be afraid to start talking about having it because it's really important to show others that they are normal. And once you get that conversation going, you really realize how normal so many of these things are. 
So if you have someone uh, that is dyslexic in your life and they would like to speak to me, or if you're a parent and you would love for me to go into your child's classroom and tell their classroom about what dyslexia might be, uh, please reach out to me at Miss Yosemite Valley on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you're just interested in what I'm doing, any of the legislature that I'm working on because I live here in Sacramento or mm. anything's anything else that I'm doing, please, please, please give me a follow. I greatly you, appreciate it. Will you put your crown on again and show us your flash <laughs> in case people tuned in a little late or, sure. or didn't get to see you in the beginning? We'll go ahead and put it all on so Isn't that we can so exciting. close with it. <laughs> yeah, Christina from Miss California. We want to help you get there. So I want to thank you, Christina, for being our special guest today. And I want to thank the audience for tuning in. If what we have shared has inspired you, please go to our website. Maybe you can make a donation to help us keep the message going forward. Remember, we're a nonprofit organization. And we are looking for sponsors. We want to get the sponsors for the adults and the help for the children. And uh, like I said in the beginning, I write grants to help accomplish this. But grant writers want to see community involvement. So we look forward to hearing from you. You can reach me at dyslexia-solutions.com. And I'm also on Facebook with Dyslexia Solutions. So I want to thank you all for being here tonight. And may you have a blessed week.